0: Hello, this is Catherine. As I know, I need to stop talking. Hello, my lovelies. It's been forever. I'm like the world's worst podcaster on so many different levels. I don't just underachieve on the one level in terms of like not recording regular podcasts. I'm shit on practically every single front. I, you know, I'm not in a proper recording studio. I'm sitting in my kitchen. I've usually got a carder rocking up halfway through. I've got various household appliances misbehaving themselves. I've got cats rocking up halfway through. But hopefully, that's that's why you come here f- is for something that is very very much. Whatever the opposite of a professional podcast is supposed to be, I think I can feel confident that that this is almost certainly 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 it. And how are you and how have you been? It's been such a long time. But and I think I said this in one of my previous podcasts. When I started doing the podcast, you know, we were in we are in lockdown and it was really fucking easy to commit to recording podcasts once a week, because let's be honest, what else was in my social calendar? Fuck all. That's the answer. Fuck all. But then suddenly life has just come back into the way, which is wonderful and Glorious and the most best thing ever. But I do genuinely really miss sitting down and recording these. And I think I've concluded that I think if it was just a case of sitting down and chatting about random shit once a week, that would be easy to commit to. But you can't just do that, then of course you have to go through and you have to like edit it and. Take out anything where you've like I don't know inadvertently belched into the microphone. Goodness me, yes, that is that is how glamorous this podcast is, and so I feel like not editing it would probably put you all off your dinners, lunches, and breakfasts. Do you call it dinner or tea or supper? That's a that's a real divisive thing, isn't it? Dinner or tea or supper? We always called it tea in my house. That's uh, the evening meal. As we lunch, yeah, middle of the meal was always lunch when I was growing up, and evening meal was always tea. And now I think I call every every meal dinner, just to like be on the safe side. Even breakfast, we don't really do breakfast in our house, which I know is a bit of a controversial thing. My um, my brilliant friend from V, I had her children round one morning this week because I was taking them to school, and then I suddenly realised, like, because I was like feeling quite confident, like, yeah, of course, no problem, I can have your children take them to school, and look at me, I'm totally on top of this parenting thing. And I totally suddenly went fuck, we've got fuck all for breakfast unless they want either cat food or raw eggs. I mean, obviously, I would have cooked the eggs for them. I'm not quite that that bad a parent. Um why have I gotten to breakfast, oh yes meals, meals of the day, so yeah pretty much every meal is is dinner now, um, which is perhaps controversial or not, I don't know, goodness me, uh, it's yeah, it's a minefield, it's a minefield these things, but I have genuinely, genuinely missed you, and goodness oh so many different things, so many things have happened, which is lovely, isn't it wonderful that we're back to a stage in life where stuff can happen again, and to be really clear, no I'm not doing the moronic government line of COVID, has gone, it's not a thing anymore, it definitely is a thing, we should all still be taking care of ourselves and the people that we love, and people that we don't know, around us but um just being able to do some of those brilliant lovely things has been genuinely genuine amazing more on which shortly i don't know if anybody's mentioned that it's hot does anybody anybody mentioned the temperature to you actually probably a better question would be if you're like one of the few people out there who's not had anybody mention the temperature to you congratulations and please come and talk to us all so we can all learn from whatever skills you have but yeah it's actually it's not even hot yet but i don't know about anybody else the media seem intent on whipping us up to an absolute fucking frenzy over this heat wave and i know i absolutely know that you know high levels high temperatures can be very very dangerous we should all be really careful although (laughs) i really liked if anybody who's been on the bbc news website today there's a great headline which says says something um something along the lines of in order to avoid dying in the heat people should stay safe i mean that is great advice right in order to avoid being in danger we should all stay safe in order to avoid getting ill we should all stay well I mean god if it was only that that simple I love the logic so yeah if you want advice for the heat wave according to the BBC in order to um you know you ensure that you're not in danger during the heat wave stay safe good excellent good good solid solid advice but yeah because of this media frenzy it's not actually that hot yet but the frenzy is such that I feel like every time you know I'm I'm very easily susceptible so like every time I step outside the front door I'm expecting to you know I collapse in a pool of my my own sweat which to be fair now I'm 40 it's it's entirely plausible that could happen even on the the chilliest of days but the heat the heat is coming um we can tell a heat wave's coming because people have started to reference the summer of 1976 in earnest I was not born in the summer of 1976 but fuck me i feel like i fucking lived through it and i'm sure for anybody who did live through that summer it does indeed sound very very hot sounds like there were a lot of ladybirds which is weird and i don't know why that would be but maybe these these next few hot days maybe we're 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 going to get some ladybirds of course if you're anywhere in the north of england you're probably laughing your heads off or simultaneously feeling very pissed off about any of those kind of like south of, of hadrian's wall on the basis that probably it's still quite grey and drizzling and, and you probably still need a Mac when you go, a Mac? Do Mac still exist? Do Mac still exist? And it's one of my favourite, favourite stories from when Beth was very little and as I think I said before on here myself and Mr. I Know I Need to Stop Talking, both both have spent a period of time in our lives being actors and when Beth was very little, Mr. I Know I Need to Stop Talking, he said, oh we should we should get Beth a Mac. I walk. She was like a baby. when you yeah, we should get her a Mac because then she'd put on her Mac and she'd be Mac Beth. Macbeth, and we were really sleep deprived, and I laughed for fucking ages (laughs) over that joke, and it still makes me smile now. Macbeth, Macbeth, yeah, good, good, yeah, you can tell he's a comedy, comedy, comedy genius. But yes, references to the summer of 1976 have started being made. Fans are, I think, probably exceeding the price per gram of pure gold. Now, I went onto Amazon the other day not to buy a fan, I have a fan, I have a fan, and I have a couple of ceiling fans, and I'm very grateful for them. But I went to have a look, I can't remember why. Anyway, some fans came up. And I was like, fuck off. But no, and I know what you're going to say to me here, which is that I shouldn't be buying from Amazon because they're evil. And they almost certainly are, I say that. I don't really know very much about Amazon, but clearly if you're supposed to pay taxes, pay your taxes. So Amazon, if you're not paying your taxes, pay your taxes. But it cannot be denied that when you're really fucking disorganised like me, having someone who will deliver same day stuff is very handy so I do sometimes use Amazon and I did go on and have a look at the price of fans and fuck me like you know there's little shitty handheld fans the really little ones that you hold in your hand with like little batteries which usually I'm gonna say are maybe three to five pounds that would be my guess three to five pounds for a little shitty handheld fan Amazon this week I'm not exaggerating go and have a look for yourself 15 to 20 pounds fuck off i fucking hate price surging in response to fucking demand it's like just fucking very fucking wrong and i am also predisposed to really dislike those little fans because of a story i've slightly given away the punchline here when beth was about mm, three let's say we were in our old house and mr and i need to stop talking i think was downstairs we had a three story house i think he was downstairs and i was right upstairs on the top floor and the children so beth would have been three jamie would have been about six were playing in the middle floor And all of a sudden we came this, we had this scream from Jamie, Mommy, Daddy, come quickly, come quickly. I don't want my sister to die. We're like, oh my God, I've never moved so fast in my fucking life. We both ran to the middle floor, collided, and Beth, thankfully, pleasingly, was not dying, but was holding one of those little handheld fans and the little floppy fan... Turny roundy things, whatever they're called, whatever those fan things are. Anyway, those things had got caught in her very long hair, and um, yeah, so the fan was tangled in her hair. No fear of death, although she'd listened to that BBC advice avoid being at risk of danger, stay safe. I'm going to use that with everybody this week, just stay safe. So, what does anybody want to do in the middle of a heatwave? Obviously, you want to spend it standing, spending the entire day standing on a football pitch. And of course, that's what we're doing this weekend, because Beth has not one but two football tournaments in quick succession. And fucking hell, I mean, fair play to her. It's a good job that they all like football, these kids, because the thought of doing anything more energetic than walking to the fridge to fill up my glass of water is frankly a little bit little bit too much. Uh, so she had one football tournament today. Jamie and his girlfriend gallantly came along for, I'm going to say... The first 30 minutes of what turned out to be a most of the day tournament. And Jamie's like, yeah, I'll come and watch. And, you know, my girlfriend, she's not that into football, but she'll, you know, she likes Beth, she'll come and watch. Yeah, they stuck it out for two games. And before you're thinking two games, that's pretty good. In football tournaments, these games are typically about eight to ten minutes in length. So, um, yeah, I'm not entirely convinced that they are the, the two greatest pun, football pundits of their time. But, yay, well done, Jamie, for for turning up. And I'd love to say that Beth's team played amazingly and triumphed despite the heat conditions, but they were fucking awful, really. I mean, they were really genuinely quite dreadful. And obviously the whole thing is supposed to be about fun and enjoyment, but, you know, come on, kids, it's really hot. Put some fucking effort into it. At least make make all of us grown-ups standing there on the side sweating, because I do think kids kids don't seem to feel the heat in the same way, do they? I can remember like as a small child running around like a lunatic while my parents like perspired on, on, I was going to say the sidelines, pretending that I was in any way kind of an athletic child whatsoever. I think I once might have had to play in orchestra concert in slightly inclement weather conditions so they put some fans on us and that was probably the closest I got to physical exertion during during a heat wave but um but yeah so we're we're, we're off to yet another football tournament tomorrow but of course the timing is timing is optimum right because if you haven't been watching it even if you're not a football fan Get the Euros on. And by the Euros, I mean the women's Euros. And this is a bugbear of mine right now. And I'm just going to have a rant. I keep wanting to have this rant on the Facebook page. And I know, because this happens every time I rant on there, because the size of the audience, there will just be... I'm going to say men, and it will be men, because it always has been men every time I've had this argument. And 99% of all the men who follow the page and respond to the page are lovely and brilliant. And then there's this little 1% who, when I make what I think is a perfectly reasonable comment... So... There's been some really great reporting on the Women's Euros this summer. It's been really brilliant. And actually, the BBC has probably led the way on that. They've been really, really good. All the games have been shown on BBC One or BBC Two. So, yay, bravo, BBC. You've done a really good job. And they're referring on their website and in the when they're talking about it as the Women's Euros, which I am absolutely fine with because, you know, it's the women's football team playing in the Euros. But if we get to November time and they refer to the Men's World Cup, which is taking place in November and December as just the World Cup, I will lose my fucking shit because... You do need to differentiate between the two tournaments, but then it's men's and women's or men's and bison or women and flamingos. But to have women's something and then just the World Cup. Oh, and here's the Women's World Cup. No, you're probably listening to this thinking, Catherine, you are being unreasonable about something that really doesn't matter. And I'm like part of me thinks you're you're correct and part of me thinks no no this is this is how how it all starts so yeah I, I, anyway I don't even know where I was going with that other than feeling briefly annoyed about um yeah the, the potential inequality that hasn't even happened yet yes good excellent it's a good place to use your energy and your anger Catherine is to get annoyed about something that hasn't even happened yet bravo but the Euros have been genuinely amazing and even as I say even if you're not a football fan put it on it's not let's be honest there's fuck all else on TV watch a bit of the Euros and we were lucky enough as a family to get tickets to go and watch the what turned out to be I would say arguably the greatest game of the tournament so far obviously I didn't fucking know that when I booked the tickets about a year ago I took a chance there were two games that we could have probably geographically got to and I picked the one on the Monday night because I thought we were less likely to be doing something on the Monday than we were on the on the Friday night and I don't think I could pick my seats I think I was automatically allocated seats and I was a bit like "Mm, seats behind the goals not my favorite place to sit but again, one of the things that women's football gets so right is they make it accessible for everybody. So children's tickets were £7.50 each and mine and Mr I know I need to stop talking were £15 each as opposed to if I'd gone to see the England men's play well I'd probably have had to like sell my sell my car. So really reasonably priced tickets. And we got to the stadium which is the Amex Stadium in Brighton which is such a lovely stadium, I've not been there before and you realise immediately that actually it's so well designed that wherever you sit you're going to have this amazing view of the pitch. And we just got really, really fucking lucky. And we were sat behind the goal, which in the first half had six, six, six different goals fired into it. And the atmosphere was unreal. I've watched a lot of football in my lifetime, and I'm not sure I can remember just a more joyous footballing occasion and again it's something that the women's game gets so right right there was no aggression there was no drunkenness there was no bottles being thrown or racist chants like everybody was so supportive the players took the knee and the stadium erupted in support for them it was just amazing and the most amazing thing of all was how pissed off Beth was. And you're probably thinking, what the fuck? Why was Beth pissed off? Well, in the car on the way there, as we always do before the big England games, we do a score prediction. We go, OK, what 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 do we think the score's going to be? So Miss only stopped talking and Beth both predicted the same score. They thought it was going to be 2-1 to England. And knowing Norway are a really good team, I'm like, yeah, no, that's, that's, that's plausible. I think it's plausible. I was like, I'm going to be a bit more optimistic. I'm going to go 3-0. 3-0 to England. I reckon England can do it. 3-0 to England. And they're like, OK. Jamie was in the back, texting his girlfriend, not really listening or concentrating on what was going on. And so he said, Jamie, come on, watch your, watch your score prediction. And once we kind of like roused him from his stupor, he was like, oh, oh, I don't know, um, 8-0 to England. And Beth went, what? And he went, yeah, yeah, 8-0 to England, laughing, because obviously he knew they weren't going to beat Norway, 8-0. And Beth, in an immortal line, went, I'll tell you what, Jamie, if England actually beat Norway, 8-0, spot on, 8-0, I will give you £10. Pounds so it was something deeply joyous to watch Beth go from initial euphoria to a oh my god it's 4-0 5-0 6-0 oh my god they can't score anymore 7-0 and then we left the stadium slightly early to go and walk to our car because it was a Monday night so we we left a little bit early and Beth's like okay 7-0 we're all good 7-0 7-0 and as we walked out of the stadium we just heard this cheer erupt inside the stadium and my phone flashed up to say they had indeed beaten Norway 8-0 so Jamie came out, and I said, "Did you have a nice time?" He said, "It was brilliant." I said, "I'm so glad you enjoyed it." He went, "No, no." He went, "I made a profit." Yes, son. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. So yeah. Eight nil. Dreams can come true. What was it coming up to the end of the end of the school year? Jamie's actually finished. He finished on on Friday. Finished year nine. Mental. I can remember being in year nine. That's scary, isn't it? And Jamie actually, uh, he'll kill me. Now, he won't. He won't mind me sharing this. He's he's quite happy with me sharing random bits on on the blog and and on here. He um. It's fair to say that Jamie is a very, very bright student who is also, by his school reports admission, one of the most popular kids in his year. And Jamie's popular because Jamie likes to dick around and play the fool and be the class clown, basically. That, that's it. That's his raison d'etre at school, which gives him loads and loads of friends and loads and loads of kudos, but also gives him loads and loads and loads of detentions. So it's fair to say that when it comes to like winning awards for model behaviour, Jamie has not... Not entirely been up there, and I've told you before the the immortal the immortal story of the school. Someone has to write home. They write letters when when a child's done particularly well. And I know this because Jamie's best friend, his mum had said, "Oh, we had a letter home from the headmaster, you know, saying how great he'd been doing at school." And I was like, oh, "Brilliant!" And then a few weeks later, I too got a letter from from the school. I could see the school logo on the front. And I thought, oh, "My goodness, Jamie's got one of these. This is fantastic!" And I opened it up to find it was an invoice for a toilet seat that Jamie had broken by standing on it. So that kind of sets the scene. But this term, this term, the last couple of weeks, I had an email from the school to say that Jamie had, he was one of only a very small number of children who'd been nominated to win this very special award that the school were doing this year in honour of the Platinum Jubilee year. And if I'm honest, and I have said this to Jamie, my first reaction was, oh, they've emailed the wrong parent, but they hadn't. Jamie had actually won this award. And the two most joyous things about this was, A, how genuinely thrilled he was when he came, like, home and he said, oh, you know, I've I've got it, this is, you know, I've got this award and I've got a mug and I've got a badge and I was like, it's amazing, sweetheart, well done, I'm so proud of you. And I said to him, so what did you get this award for? And he looked at this award and he's got a certificate that says, Jamie, you know, you've got this award, it's an award for excellence. I said, what did you get it for? And he looked absolutely baffled. He went, um, maybe I was excellent good good that's 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 my son that's my boy that's my boy but yeah we're, we're very proud of him he's um yeah he is he is a very good boy and um when he's not being invoiced for broken toilet seats hey he can even get certificates and, and mugs and badges as well and Beth meanwhile Beth's still got four more four more days of school left and I honestly when I start even now just talking about Beth finishing school I've now got tears in my eyes because I can't believe she's coming to the end of her primary school journey and I and I'm not sad because I'm like oh wish we could do those years again because I make no secret of the fact that I found life when my kids were really little really 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 fucking hard but Beth's school has just been the best honestly it has just been I cannot fault that school in any any single way I think I said before when when the children were when they were little I was picking down school applications and I was on maternity leave with Beth and I went round because I was on maternity leave I didn't have anything else to do with my time. I, I went and looked at 14. 14. one, four. Yes, I know I had issues, different schools that the children could conceivably have gone to. And I walked through the front door of the school that they're now both in. And I literally, as soon as I sat in reception, I knew. I knew I thought this is the school I want my kids to go to. And I wrote to the headmistress um at the end of this week, just basically thanking her for for everything her and the staff had done over the years, because, you know schools teachers get such a bad rep and 99% of the time in my personal opinion it's completely unjustified and I just there are no words as a parent to say how grateful you are how grateful I am for for all that time when you know you're not there parenting parenting your child because you're going out to work and quite rightly they're getting an education for the amazing love care support cheering on enthusiasm just everything they've given those kids and the way they know I mean Beth and Jamie's school is a small school it's a one-form intake and I swear every single teacher in that school knows my kids gets my kids you know Jamie's been so well supported from teachers right around the school Beth has had opportunities both on and off the football pitch given to her by so many different members of staff like honestly it brings genuine tears to my eyes because if you're in teaching, if you work as a teacher, if you work as a teaching assistant, if you're site staff, if you're office staff, I just really, really want you to know, absolutely heartfelt, the difference you make to our kids is just there are no words. In however many years, was it seven years at primary school? Seven years of primary school, there's never been a single day that my kids have not wanted to go to school. And that is testimony to you know teachers that are doing a fantastic fantastic job so yeah it's a bit emotional because i am a bit emotional my kids are doing standing running joke that come thursday i am going to be an absolute bits and i am i will be an absolute bits but for all all the best reasons right because these are just people who've made such an amazing impact on my kids my kids lives So we had Beth's final ever sports day and I've written a blog post about sports day and I won't go over it in loads of detail but you know the kids school again in my opinion they just get sports day spot on. I know there's some schools that decide to do away with any any bit of competition whatsoever in sports day and I kind of get it but I also think and I say this as someone who was absolutely fucking dreadful at sports day. I was quite good at all the academic subjects. It did me quite a lot of good to go, oh, do you know what? Something Here's something that is really hard for you and that you're not necessarily going to do particularly well at, and that's all right. It's okay not to be good and do well at everything. But the kids school, I think, get it spot on because while it is competitive, the primary thing that you're competing for is points for your houses. You come first, second and third, but the primary thing is you compete for your houses. And the kids love it. They're so into it. One of the things that always makes me cry on sports day is the way that the house captains and the vice captains when the key stage one do their races, they will always go and run with the slowest child in that race. So no child ever crosses that line alone. And I just think that is God, that, that that is a metaphor for how I want my kids to be in life. And as I said on the blog, one of my proudest moments, you know, clearly Beth absolutely fucking loves sports day. And she's, you know, I was going to say she's good at sports day. She is good at some stuff in sports day. She's fucking awful at other stuff. See her in an egg and spoon race. Dear God. And as for skipping, not her strengths. But she she'd done well in her in our running races but my proudest moment was not her, you know, finishing one well in the running races. It was when a mate of hers was had crossed the line and he was crying because he hurt his knee and he was worried that he's going to let his house down. And he didn't want to let his house down. And Beth went over straight over to him, put an arm straight around him, you know, was asking what was going on. And he said, oh, I'm worried that my house won't be proud of me. And she went, you've tried your best. Of course, they'll be proud of you. And that is the ethos and the attitude that the school teaches them. And honestly, I just I just love it. I just love it absolutely yeah it's brilliant so yeah sports day huge success um Beth was exuberant and and even better because there were no parents race so I didn't have to publicly humiliate myself so a win a win all round a win all round so loads going on and as if all of that wasn't enough we're also having our loft converted at the moment which I think I might have alluded to on the last podcast well it's happening tell you what I've got scaffolding I fucking love my scaffolding and obviously this is, you know, you back to that BBC News, in order not to not to be in danger, you should stay safe. And you should definitely, if you want to stay safe, definitely, definitely, definitely not be climbing up your own scaffolding. But I do, I do it every night. I love it. It's so much fun going up there, huge, great big ladder. And then you can like, you can touch your own roof. And you're probably thinking, Catherine, I've never wanted to touch my own roof. And all I can say to you is, until you've touched your roof, how do you know? How do you know? it's brilliant so yeah i've been up and down that up and down that that scaffolding and um yeah my builders looking at me slightly bemused. so i'm like look at this you've built walls you've built a roof they're like yes that is our that is our that is our job um so yeah so the the the, the loft conversion is, is going great guns i mean i am worried about my builders on on monday and tuesday when they're going to be up there all hot but maybe i'll go up to them and say to them listen in order not to be in danger in the heat you need to stay safe you need to stay safe and it is that simple, just stay safe and you won't be in danger. Boom. So yeah, heat, heat is coming. Football is happening. It's very exciting. Love conversion is in progress. Jamie's a gem, Beth's a gem. Um, the cats are fucking absolutely roasting. Although Brexit, the biggest moron of the three this week, has decided that the best place to sleep in the middle of a heat wave is in the middle of the really stuffy, really hot conservative she is as stupid as her name so yeah I'm trying to certainly probably this week trying to keep the cats cool and trying to keep myself cool why i don't know or i would say going like point a load of fans at the underside of my boobs but based on the current cost of fans um yeah i'll probably i don't know i'll i'll, I'll, I'll just stay safe and then i won't be in danger because if you stay safe you won't be in danger thank you bbc i hope you're all keeping safe and well and cool and oh if you do enjoy the heat you mad people i hope you're enjoying the enjoying the heat i'm going to spend the rest of my saturday evening literally transferring my children from pillar to post because that's apparently my my life calling these days like i say i'm definitely going to apply to uber because i feel like my uber writing would be really high although probably not because my kids would probably kick off at the fact that i did something as heinous as i don't know tried to make them have some kind of vague conversation with me as opposed to sit in um, obstreperous silence in the, in the back of the car on their, on their Uber trip. So I'm off to, to circulate and and collect my children. But yeah, I hope you're all doing well. I will try and be less shit with these podcasts. I almost certainly won't, but I, the intention is definitely there. I was thinking like maybe I should like switch to doing them once a month and I was like but that's a long time between podcasts so I feel like I might need to I don't know up my game and sort my shit out but it is not going to be any time in the next few days because I'm going to be spending the entire time lying face down on the floor with my head in a bag of frozen peas ensuring that I stay safe and therefore I'm not in danger it's a plan it's a plan look after yourselves stay safe stay cool I will speak to you soon lots of love bye